0: welcome to the underground the steel city underground the black and gold standard for pittsburgh steelers coverage now here's your host joe kuzma and brian e Roach. hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the steel city underground podcast my name's joe kuzma and Joining me to my side, I don't know what he's singing or humming along to over there. One, Mr. Brian, e roach, Brian. It's week 16 of the NFL season. How you
1: doing, my friend? I'm doing excellent. I am humming along to the wonderful Joe Kuzma Elf on the Shelf song that I sang to you a few moments ago. Yeah, that enraged you to no end.
0: It 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 did enrage me. I apologize in advance, folks. I'm feeling a little nasally, like the dry throat thing. We actually already had a second take of this just to start the show. <laughs> Couldn't even get through it. Um, and that kind of made, it kind of is a good segue or a good correlation with what we're – I'm ready for the holidays already, number one. Like, let's get through this. You know what I mean? But that's the way I'm starting to feel about the Pittsburgh Steelers season and where it's fallen. And there's plenty to talk about here as they uh, have another Saturday game here, 4.30, final home game. It's the fan appreciation game. Uh, Brian, uh, we would appreciate a win and I, I honestly, I don't know how to vibe with this particular game. The Steelers have actually done well in the AFC North for all intents and purposes. They should be undefeated. If they could have gotten like 15 yards, they might've had a chance against the Browns. Uh, with that being the loss, they've beaten the Ravens. They split the Browns. They've already have a win against the Bengals in Cincinnati with Jake Browning as the starting quarterback. I know Jake Browning's had his success. Thus far as has uh, Zach Taylor, I believe I was going to look up Zach Taylor. I think he's, is he four and five with the Steelers? He's like about split, which is far more than his predecessor ever was. Marvin Lewis. Yeah. I was like, that was almost an insta dub when you're, there's no more insta dubs anymore in the Steelers world, unfortunately. Um, let's, start, let's start with this. Uh, without getting into the keys or the nuts and bolts, just on the very surface, is this a winnable game for the Steelers?
1: I, I'm, you know, here's and... the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> that's, how, that's how difficult it is to determine. <laughs> on the surface, the answer is no. There are no winnable games for the Steelers left. But the flip side of that is every one of the games is technically winnable, right? It It just depends on, what's going to happen in the sense of, you know, can the defense make some big plays right? and not turn the ball over? Can they get the turnaways? You know, if, if they just have zero margin for error, we keep saying this, but it's, it's true. They don't have any margin for error. And in fact, their margin for error is probably negative, meaning, You have to have the other team make several mistakes in order for you to win. You have to play perfect, plus the other team has to make three mistakes, and then you've got a shot at winning.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, um, Mike Tomlin, is that right? That can't be right. That has to be old information. Let me get it. I was going to say Mike Tomlin's got a better record than that against Cincinnati Bengals, but Zach Taylor is four and five. Overall, five seasons of the NFL, believe it or not, you would think he has more success than what he actually does. 36 and 42 as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, which um, Mike Tomlin is 24 and nine all-time against Cincinnati. So let me see here. Um, Just to kind of... Throw my two cents on is it a winnable game it it is a yes and no i think these teams for various reasons are evenly matched and it's more or less because of the injuries the attrition they're all dealing with it's a home game that doesn't really mean a hill of beans anymore in pittsburgh land and how in the hell this is what i was going to start this show off with too I don't know how the hell did the Cincinnati Bengals end up with a better record thus far than the Steelers? This just seems like impossible with three games left on the schedule that you're looking at an eight and six Bengals team without Joe Burrow and now without some, have several other players. So Jake Browning is in for the Bengals. Kenny Pickett is out for the Steelers. He did return to doing some practice work, but Mike Tomlin ruled him out earlier today. And Mason Rudolph now gets the nod. Mitch Trubisky benched at the end of the last game. So I don't know if this gives any edge to the Steelers whatsoever. The Bengals have had their share of success defensively and also their lack of success defensively. It sounds just like the Steelers defense in the same uh, essence. I think the biggest key here, though, is for the Bengals. I think the first time around, they didn't have T. Higgins. And with Jake Browning, a lot of people don't uh, people don't realize T. Higgins is a wide receiver one. I don't think he returns to Cincinnati next year. I think it'd be highly unlikely. I don't know where they find couch pocket change and whatnot to do a contract. He got drafted the same year as Joe Burrow. With him and Jamar Chase, good luck trying to cover all of those guys, especially with where the Steelers are trying to pick bodies off the street um, is, it, is chase out chase is ruled out. And I believe Mika is Minka dot ruled out as well.
1: I'm pretty sure Mika has was ruled out. I yeah. thought he was.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I'm going to double check that uh, real quick. And on, um, and it doesn't matter Demonte Casey now suspended for the rest of the year, which I think is preposterous. And I, I was trying to remember like the fi- they said he was a multiple offender. I don't remember him being suspended like Kareem Jackson of the of the Denver Broncos, who was throwing around a bunch of dirty hits. I think he just got caught in a crossfire or some other things. I know he had gotten fined for something here or there, and I believe he also appealed and won his appeals on the fine. So how does that make you a repeat offender if you pull the fine away and say, oh, well, you know what? You were right anyways. So... Uh, he appeals, and they said, "Oh, well, you could just serve a three-game suspension, and if you make the playoffs, then you could play again." I mean, just another damaging blow to the Steelers team that you know mm-hmm. has not had much luck in keeping bodies on the field or consistent starters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, well, my other point here was, and we were surmising this: Patrick Peterson's taking some reps as a safety. Yep. I mean, he's kind of. Falls into playing the deep center fielder sometimes just by, you know, virtue of his um of the way the Steelers disguise their schemes. But he's not like outright played safety. I know they're trying to maybe get Elijah Riley back who's been on injured reserve. And it's like, whoa, whip, whoop-de-doo. You got him, maybe you got Trenton Thompson it's not looking too hot when you're down like three safeties when you talk about Minka, DeMonte Casey and then don't forget Keanu Neal that might be a difficult task for anyone Uh, hopefully Joey Porter Jr. is up to task It follows T Higgins around and maybe you can mitigate some of the damage that Jake Browning can do otherwise without having Jamar Chase and his full complement of um, Bengals wide receivers
1: yeah you know this is, here's the thing, this game, as much as it's going to pain me to say this, this game hinges on one Mason Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, right? Everything else is the same, so to speak, right? Yeah, the defense is down, but the defense has been down all week. They've done a good job. They know Cincinnati better than they know certain other teams. They know the stuff that they're going to throw at them. They can scheme for that. They can try and handle those things, right? Right. What doesn't change is the offensive playbook. So is Mason Rudolph the guy to take the Matt Canada playbook and suddenly turn it into a dynamic offense that can produce 24 points? And I'm saying 24 points because I think if they can score 24 points, they can win. The problem is I don't have any confidence they can score 20 points or 14 points, (laughs) I, you know, 24 seems like a stretch. I don't know. Mason's a guy who, what, has thrown what? Whatever he did in the last game is the last real work he got in a couple years. Yeah, right?
0: that's a, That's the tough, that's the, that's the bitter pill to swallow, to be honest, is he hasn't played him forever. He seems to have played decent when having not played forever, being called in cold and whatnot. I've mentioned, actually, there was a good comment that, and we've mentioned it kind of in the same way, but it was a little more succinct of, you know, when you saw Mason come in for Ben Roethlisberger, there was disappointment because he wasn't Ben Roethlisberger. He wasn't doing Ben Roethlisberger things. He wasn't putting up Ben Roethlisberger like numbers, but... After you've seen what Mitch Trubisky's done, after even you've seen what Kenny Pickett does, Mason Rudolph may look like a fresh breath of air. And I say this with like an asterisk, obviously, because as I mentioned, when he played against the Cleveland Browns, he threw for like 300 yards. I think he had a TD uh, and a pick or two TDs and a pick or something like that. Uh, You know, um, it's just... uh... That, that actually, I mean, it's not great, we'll put it that way, but you, you could win. He played against the Lions, and you had those fumbles, and they were like, oh, we couldn't beat the Lions, and I know the Lions were supposed to be like a cakewalk. He didn't have a walkthrough, he didn't have a practice, so he had some things against them. But even 2019, what, eight starts, seven starts, back and forth with Duck, getting a concussion, getting knocked out, Miles Garrett incident, broke his collarbone. Dude was like pulled out of games three times. Uh twice due to injury and another one just kind of, you know, I guess mental health when after the 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 stuff that went on with Cleveland. We talked about some of the people that he was throwing the football to back in 2019. Uh Johnny Holton, Deion Kane. I was laughing. Zachary Smith, who I think oh, I don't want to mislabel who Zachary Smith um does some Steelers work for, but if you're in the Twitter or the X circles, you've seen them and him and R Zach, Flash Celedonia, they're constantly in a bromance of Zach's. And he had a full like list of video of Mason Rudolph highlights. And it's like he's throwing to like Deion Kane, Johnny Holton. He did find Deontay, Juju, but like for the most part, like Deontay missed some time, Juju missed some time, Connor, uh or not Connor, James Connor um missed some time back then. And then um but he had a better offensive line, even though the offensive line was Kind of falling apart at that point. You look at the offensive line now, and even though he may have better skill position players, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, Jalen Warren, I I kind of like think to myself, does he have enough time to deliver the football in the same way he did in those previous games where you have Marquise Pouncey or David DeCastro? I mind you, um we remember back then, Brian, the healthiest guy that wasn't an offensive lineman. And played the most snaps that season was a guy that was never usually healthy. Vance McDonald <laughs> back in 2019. So it tells you how much turmoil there was with that 2019 team and why I always thought, you know, there wasn't a fair shaker valuation on on a one Mason Rudolph. I don't know that you're going to get a fair shaker valuation here. It looks like they're going to try and push Kenny to play the next two games regardless of what Mason does. And the best you could ask for is that he doesn't turn the football over, makes a couple of plays, keeps the defense honest, and they're able to run the football the way they were in the first encounter.
1: Yes. Uh, If they can you assume the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have learned from the first encounter, right? And they're going to have adjusted. We ran the ball, sorted down their throats. Uh, We were able to pound the rock. Najee had a good game. Jalen had a good game. Okay. Here's, here's what I can guarantee you. We're going to try and do the same shit. Okay. That's what we're going to try and do because it worked last time. If in fact, Cincinnati decides to stack the box, right? We are going to, we are going. If they're smart, this is what they'll try and do: stack the box and say we're not going to let you do that to us again. If you can, well, bad, bad on us, good on you. It just means you're tougher than us. After watching the last few games, I don't know that we're tougher than anybody. <laughs> so I, I, I can't, I can't feel like this team is going to out physical the Bengals because I can't feel like they're going to out-physical anybody. Okay, so they're going to say, Mason Rudolph, we dare you to beat us. We dare you to find open receivers and connect with them without throwing it to guys in the white uniforms instead of in the black uniforms. If you can do that and we lose, we can take that because, hey, whatever. We stopped your running game. And then maybe they adjust midway and they figure out a way to try and do both. And maybe if we can get a lead, you know, all all these maybes i that like we haven't had happen except maybe one game this year right we got a, we we came from behind in the raiders but then we built up a lead right and it's all it's all just a mess of of guesses at this point cuz i just don't know whether mason rudolph is going to be a capable qb at this point in his career or whether he's going to be a very rusty, not very prepared, still uncertain kind of guy who's like, whatever, here's the, here's the best thing about Mason Rudolph right now. Right. He's got nothing to lose.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's got I mean, Mitch, nothing to lose. Mitch Trubisky had nothing to lose either, you
1: uh, know, all, but with Mitch Trubisky and nothing to lose. He still thinks he has something to lose. He still thinks that there's tape out there that says Mitch Trubisky can be a quality starting quarterback, and so he has to be a little safe. But if there isn't, there isn't any more. The tape has been wiped. All of the tape from the first two years he was in Chicago when it looked like maybe he could be a starting quarterback, that's all gone. Somebody burned it. The only tape left is the last two seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that tape is terrible.
0: I'm sorry, but you know, I, I'm so sick of hearing like, oh, well, they, he was good with the Bears those first two years. That's The Bears had the best defense in the NFL those years also. They turned the ball over. They gave him short fields. That six-touchdown game that he had was like he threw 22 passes or something. Here, uh, let me go through some Mason Rudolph numbers for you, and you can tell me whether or not these are good enough for a win. Yes or no. 12-19, uh, 112 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. AB? No. Uh, obviously, he didn't win. That was the Seattle game. He came in at halftime for Ben. Terrell Edmonds with the pass interference. 14-27, to 27, 174, two TDs and a pick. AB? Should have, but we had a fumble <laughs> in San Francisco. Uh, and that's only 51% completion percentage, by the way. 24-28, 229, two touchdowns, no picks.
1: That should be good enough to win.
0: Incidentally... Defeats the Cincinnati Bengals twenty-seven to three. By the way, the Steelers last game sixteen to ten. The uh, only touchdown was Najee Harris on uh, on a, ru- a rushing touchdown too. The rest was all field goals too. Um, so very low scoring game. Okay, thirteen to twenty. A TD, no pick. One hundred thirty-one yards. One hundred thirty-one yards was not getting it done right. Um,
1: a TD, no pick. Here is why I keep saying maybe. Right? Yeah. Because he's not turning the ball Keep saying maybe over. because if you put up fourteen points. You have a chance to win, right? If the defense doesn't allow any points, and if the turnover doesn't turn into points for the other team, you have a chance to win. With this last one where you said what, one TD? Probably not, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. And it's all for 2019. So um let's say 251 yards, two touchdowns a pick, 191, one in one, two forty two, one in zero. All wins. Three wins in a row. And those all came at home, by the way. He's got the game th- that was a Thursday nighter against Cleveland where they lose 21-7. to 20- It was 23-44, of 44, 221, one touchdown and four picks. Here's another thing that b- bugs me too, Brian, is like when people are talking about, well, Mason turned the ball over there. Do you remember Mason's first pick in the NFL? It was pretty much like his first throw as an NFL quarterback because he didn't play his rookie. He didn't have a quarterback's coach after that um, because Randy Fickner was just doing everything. He was Ben's buddy. It was off the hands of Dante Moncrief. Does anyone remember Dante Moncrief in the first, like the first game of that year in 2019? Wasn't he the sacrificial lamb for all the problems that were wrong with that Steelers offense that put up three points with Ben Roethlisberger up at New England? And everybody like, nobody's forgotten who Dante Moncrief was, unless you're talking about Mason Rudolph and how he played with him up until he got traded after like week eight or cut week eight he was on this roster off and on playing time and then got got put on the unemployment line uh he was eight to 16 85 yards before he got yanked he had a pick against the cincinnati bengals at cincinnati and then against the jets uh later that year 14 to 21 29 a touchdown and an interception his other uh his other plays or games Really, the only one of note to bring up was that one Browns game, 22 of 39, 315 yards, two touchdowns and an interception back in 2020. And then in 2021, uh, with no warning, 30 of 50, the overtime game tie against the Detroit Lions, where he put up 242 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Let me tell you, anything over 200 yards seems like a franchise quarterback for this team right now. And if he can muster anything like that, and mind you, I am not writing off, I'm not writing off Kenny Pickett at this point just yet, but I haven't even seen Kenny kind of put up like a consistent, like you look at, you look at Mason's numbers and you go as 2019 games all, but one game, he threw a touchdown pass in. And let's see, he had 10 games that he was in. Four of those, he threw two touchdown passes. These are like Mitch Trubisky Chicago Bears numbers, to be completely honest. Mitch was like pretty much a one or two touchdown guy, game manager. That's all you need for, from Mason. Now, what you need is, is the offensive support him. Mean, you need offensive line to block. I know Isaac Sumalo is a question mark on this injury report. Uh, let's see. He was limited in practice. We don't have the full Thursday report yet. The other, the two DMPs, Obviously, Trenton Thompson still with his neck. So he may not even have Thompson aside from Mika Fitzpatrick. And everybody else kind of returned uh, the full strength there, including on the Bengals, uh, Bengals side, the only DMP, Jamar Chase. But they also lost, on their side, DJ Reader. So, <coughs> excuse me that might help when you have somebody like Trey Hendrickson who has 15 sacks and is among the
1: leaders it, it is this simple right the, the defense cannot allow the other team to score more than 14 points <laughs> if they do it better not be more than 17 because at 17 maybe we got a chance if they if they if the other team is over 20 points our chances of winning the game are probably under one percent. <laughs> it's just just the facts of, of of the way this team has performed. What you know? How many games have we had over twenty points so far this season?
0: Twenty point games are hard to come by for the Steelers. How much of that do you actually? There's like a lot of trolling going on. It says they scored more points with Matt Canada as the OC, as though there aren't lingering effects of that Jag being part of this team this year. Like, come on, you know what I mean? And the rest of it. As you're looking over the last few games, guess what? The, who the common denominator was? He's now riding the pine, and you got Mason Rudolph, who hasn't like played in the NFL in two years, just took his job. Just we're talking about Mitch Trubisky. Is he the only problem? No, I understand the George Pickens thing. He's um, being raked over the coals as you said he would be <laughs> for not blocking. Um, the the bigger problem I think with the um, with George Pickens there is. Man, if you're going to come up with some excuse as to why you weren't throwing it a ball. better block, not be that one. Yeah, come on. Say something else. Like, hey, I've been tagged with holding penalties. They've actually scored more than 20. I, I wouldn't have guessed this off the top of my head. Five times this year. Which, I mean, okay, isn't a lot. But for this 20? team, for this team, I wouldn't have guessed that.
1: <laughs> how much more than 20?
0: 20 on the dot against the Tennessee Titans.
1: Throw that one out because that's not over.
0: Okay. Four <laughs> games. My bad. <laughs> 23 apiece against the Raiders and Packers, 24 against the Rams, and 26 against the Cleveland Browns. All
1: right. So, in week two, what, is 26 our high watermark for the season? What do we score against the Raiders at one time? 23. All right. So, yeah. 26 is our high watermark for the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. There you go. We have zero chance to win if the other team scores more than Six points. <laughs> well. Maths, maths with Brian. There well, it is. <laughs> it's simple maths, well, right? And, and how many points? have The of best the Bengals? we've done is 26. The very best. So it, if the other team scores more, that equals a loss. And the fact that we've only done that once means there's very little chance we actually do it again. <laughs>
0: Okay, here we go. That's with Joe. All right. How many times have the Bengals scored more than 20 points this year? And I wonder how many of those have been without Joe Burrow. Well, they've put up 34 in overtime game with the Jaguars. They put up 34 against the Colts who the Steelers could not muster a victory against. And, um... They also put up 34 um, earlier in the year in October against the Arizona Cardinals. They had 31 against the San Francisco 49ers. They also, um, another team of Steelers couldn't beat. They lost to the Texans. They put up 27 against the Texans and the Vikings, 24 against the Ravens and the Bills, and again came back around and put 20 on the Ravens. And then seventeen and nineteen on the Rams and Seahawks, so it is um, one of their lowest game outputs. Actually, Steelers with ten, that's one of their losses, and they gave up. Uh, they could only get three points against the Cleveland Browns and Tennessee Titans, both of those games earlier this season. Um, and the one with the Browns was September tenth of this year. So uh, opening opening game opening week with a um, with a dinged Joe Burrow who was probably you know feeling it the whole year. They have the offensive, they have the offensive weapons. I mean, Joe Mixon doesn't necessarily, he doesn't scare me, but individually he's having a good year, 815 yards on the ground. Um, It's just shy of four per carry, eight touchdowns, 48 first downs running the, fir- running the football. Or, I mean, if I look at the Steelers, and you know I'm going to, Let me see. Najee has 33 first downs and Jalen Warren has 29. The thing is, at one point, we thought both of these guys might be able to be 1,000-yard backs, both of them. Now you've got three games left, and I I have serious doubts. The only thing that you need Mason to be able to do here is push the ball just a little bit to get these guys out of the box. You cannot be in a third-and-long situation where they're going to send Mike Hilton on a blitz, which is... We know Mike Hilton's bread and butter is being a blitzing DB, and we also know that the Steelers will not pick that up, especially if it's Dan Moore's side. You're gonna have, and then if you do pick that up, somebody has to come in, into that equation. Jalen Warren probably, and now yep. you take him out, who's your little dump outlet kind of pass, and now the pocket starts to collapse. But, but you got to be able to pass still from the pocket, the mobile quarterback thing. I think is completely overdone, overblown in the NFL. Uh, You know, you can run around, you can extend plays, but that can't be the only thing you do is move around, drop like 50 steps back, jumping and passing off of your back foot. Like all the things we saw Mitch do, we saw Kenny picking up some of these bad habits. I think if Mason stands tall in the pocket, he's not scared. We even saw Brian Baldiger point out, you know, his eyes, his eyes dropped, left from reading the field at one point uh, during the last game where he got in, and it's like at that point though, I don't know what he's looking, what he's able to do. It's really a no win situation there, in my opinion. It's not the best evaluation for Rudolph. So as far as as that goes, I guess we're gonna have to see if Suamalo. I imagine offensive lineman, unless he's really hurting, and he already played through this injury once hopefully they have some consistency there and they could, uh, they could help this dude out. Now on the defensive side of the ball, you've got, uh, you've got problems still too. Like we already mentioned the safeties, but you still got the inside linebackers, you know, Blake, Blake Martinez started that get the last home game and he was inactive last time. Cause all they were trying to do was kind of use somebody that could stop the run and maybe communicate out there. There's yep. talk of whether miles Jack's going to be playing or not in this game too you still got michael walker you still got a lot of middle of the field problems uh we talked about whether the colts would be able to um you know exploit with their tight ends mo cox got a touchdown and all this other stuff and it's not really the strength of the cincinnati bengals it's more their receivers more tyler boyd in the slot maybe having a bigger game As long as they could uh, put some pressure on Jake Browning. You've got Cam Hayward healthy for this one. He's out of the concussion protocol. Got to get Watt and um, Alex Highsmith going. The Bengals offensive line, for all intents and purposes, should. This is part of the reason Jake Browning's had success too. They are a better group on paper and probably on the field as well. So the Steelers defense is going to have to help that secondary or else you're going to run in this. I don't know that they're going to give up the run game in the same way. Mixon can get some chunks here or there. And you also got, um what was the other younger player? That's one of their running backs. Uh, Chase Brown. Who's he he could be a good tra- change of pace. So. um, It's going to have to. Uh, it's not a, like a confidence building game, right? I'll tell you what, here's something that might help. This is something I gave some thought about during the week. Almost wrote an article over at SteelCityUnderground.com, which we will be taking a few days off for the holidays. We may not even have. It all depends on how we feel when we get on our schedules, Brian. But with, you know, Christmas Eve following this game, we're traveling. You're going to be at the game too, right? I'm going to be at the
1: game, and I'm coming home that night. So I'll be home by Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah, and I'm staying with family over that way. So, um... We'll, well programming note. We'll see if we get back on with the post game if it's something that's like really bad. We did not disappear. But it doesn't help us like say, "Hey family, stay over there. Don't keep the food and the, the eggnog warm and whatever else." And uh, but this might inspire some confidence, right? Gardner Minshew gets Steelers. 18 to 28, 215, 3 touchdown And a win. Joe Flacco, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and they won. Derek Carr, 23-28, 218 yards, three touchdowns, and they won. Case Keenum filling in for C.J. Stroud, 23-36, 229, a TD and a pick, and they won. Brock Purdy on a whole other planet, mind you. Only had to attempt 25 passes in his game with the 49ers. He, went, he completed 16 of those for 242 and four touchdowns. I'm not looking for that type of performance from one Mason Rudolph. Matt Stafford, and they won. Matt Stafford, okay. Matt Stafford and the Rams, 25-33, 258, two touchdowns. They won. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills. Who would have thunk this one? 7 to 15 for 94 yards passing with one touchdown. They won. Lamar Jackson, 14 to 24. Now, I'm talking about there's good quarterbacks that I'm talking about in here. And if you see the common thread, Lamar has 171 passing yards on 24 attempts, 14 to 24, TD and a pick. All of these guys won their games. None of these guys. I think Flacco, save for Flacco, threw for 300 yards or more. And they may be in the ballpark of about 25 to 30 passes maximum. And that's like the thing. The reason the Steelers hadn't been losing with Kenny Pickett, despite not putting up Steve Young, Dan Marino, Peyton Manning type numbers, is because he might throw for around 200 yards and doesn't turn the ball over. And if Mason Rudolph is able to match like an 18 or 25, 220, 230 yards passing with a touchdown or two, even if he gives up the ball once and the Steelers defense can create a splash play, I believe they can win
1: this game. I, again, I'm, I'm basing this on recent performance. Um, recent Don't performance. Do that. that gives us me. no, that gives us no hope. <laughs> that the defense is actually part of the weak link here right we gave we were we were abused and run over by trace sermon <laughs> so you know it, do i have reason to think joe mixon might be able to have some success based on last week i sure do um you know but at the same time we all know this is true afc north games that are in division, are just different. They're different animals. I said this against the Browns when I didn't think they'd win early in the year, but they won, and I said it against the Ravens. You don't know what can happen in an AFC North game. Can they win this game? Yes, they can win this game. Do I think that I'm going to be driving home at 7 o'clock or 7.30 on Sunday or Saturday night feeling happy? No i
0: don't i i i would hope so i know there's like we don't know what the weather is going to be exactly 50s um small chance of rain i hope it's not like the arizona stuff please no lightning we don't need to be wet and cold and miserable like like that i mean and um as far as uh the rest of this game goes too i guess it'd be a good time to cover some more of that But yes, Brian, uh, we talked about defense being a potential weak link for some time. As soon as Cole Holcomb went down, as soon as Quan Alexander, I'm tired of sounding like a broken record to our two percenters and people that are, you know, our faithful viewers and listeners out there. Thank you once again for catching us, uh, heading into your busy holiday schedules as well. Uh, Brian's been a broken record even on this same show. Almost sounds like the LT Walton interview I did years ago. Want to win a Super Bowl. We're just looking to win a championship. And I'm looking to see, you know, the Steelers probably aren't anywhere near championship caliber at this point. We see a lot of different bodies being strewn about here. And really, if they have any type of hope of keeping playoff uh, aspirations alive, they have to win this game. They probably have to win out. But they have to win out there's no could question. You, could you imagine the scenario? Did I pitch this to you the last time? The Steelers go 5 and 1 in the AFC North and miss the
1: playoffs? Yes. Well that that's it's plausible. It's like well, I, it's not likely. It is very Thanks. plausible. It's not likely because it's not likely they're going to win out. But it is certainly viable that they could be 4 and 2 or 5 and 1 and miss the playoffs. That's insane. The you would
0: never think that if I if we said that at the beginning of the year, and yeah. of course injuries and things like that Evan flow, changed a lot of that. But there's been poor football, poor play. We've mentioned it when it comes to special teams. We've been, and then special teams has its own issues. But I'm talking Marley, Presley, Harvin. Uh, has not been sharp punt and kick returns have been non-existent that doesn't help the defense and field position whatsoever the offense going three and out all the time if there could at least be a sustained drive or two and they could play from a position of power if they could get a freaking lead like that was the problem with this colts game like you couldn't like just can't you protect a lead Uh, so uh by the way tj watt does lead the nfl in sacks with 16 uh trey hendrickson is tied for third behind daniel hunter who has 15 and a half and, and khalil mack and then trey hendrickson have 15 apiece. so we'll be on the the tj sack watch again but he's probably not getting to where we want unless he gets a bu- gets him in bunches this weekend he's got too.
1: 16 now he'd have to get minimally two and a half every game yeah to break the record
0: Yeah um uh the other thing the only other thing I think I could really cover here is is this is a national t v game <laughs> so uh this one's on n b c or n b c or peacock if you're in Pittsburgh area w p x i Noah Eagle I guess might be related to Ian uh you have that nepotism going Chris Collinsworth was doing that with his kid on the last, one of these last uh broadcasts it's uh Noah along with Todd Blackledge and Catherine Tappen. uh they are sending. They're not sending the big crews. Everybody's like, we're using our vacation days for the Christmas or whatever. And then Mike Watson, Mike Mayock on the national radio call on Westwood One Sports. That's on uh, Sirius XM and um, Sirius XM and the internet at 88. That's the NFL network channel. And if you want the Steelers, it's Sirius 85 and Sirius XM 225, 826. On the internet call, and of course locally, 102.5 WDVE FM and 970 WBGG AM with Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, Max Starks, Missy Matthews, Craig Rolstad is your referee. I haven't had any complaints about him yet. Just wait, and I think that'll about do it. It's not worth going through a home and away record. Steelers are four and four at home. It does not feel like they're a home team. The Bengals are three and three on the road. Uh these teams are even Steven against the spread. It, you know, the Bengals are 6-6 six, six, and 2 against the spread. The Steelers are 7 and 7 this year. Uh I want to see what the over under is on the game because I did not pull that yet. Points scored. The Bengals are 21.9 per game. The Steelers are at a lowly 15.9, uh basically six, uh, 16 points a game. That's not the worst in the NFL. That's 28th, pretty close to being the worst. Bengals have given up 22.2 and the Steelers have given it up uh the takeaway differential the Steelers are a plus seven and the Bengals are now a plus 11 which is another reason why right now they have a better record than Pittsburgh does 234 passing yards per game. That's 13th overall. They are 84 run yards per game, which is 31st in the NFL. The Steelers are 28th and 16th respectively with 177 yards passing and 110 on the ground. Defensively, the Bengals are 27th and 28th against the pass and run, 254 and 128. The Steelers give up 225, which is 20th against the pass and 121, which is 22nd against the run. These teams appear for all intents and purposes to be decently evenly matched. You're looking at an overall microcosm of the whole year where both teams have had their ebbs and flows. And I guess we'll just hang in here and see at least um, this is a game that doesn't interfere with anyone's Christmas plans. I don't think we're hoping for some decent weather Saturday in Pittsburgh, a 430 afternoon kickoff. And once again, NBC, local TV, Sunday night football Or on the on the Peacock, Brian, on the streaming
1: on the Peacock. So, is it? Can can we can we shorten it? We can't. We could call it the P, but that's kind of gross. Can we use the other end of it and call it the you know that? Probably not. I'm not even gonna say it because it you know it sounds bad. Why even bring it up? (laughs) I don't know because I you know I I that's the way my wine works. I I hear a word like Peacock and I'm like, P and that other word, and I I I immediately go well. You know they shortened the link. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how we can shorten the name of Heinz Field, which it isn't anymore, from Acershire. And I'm like, how can we shorten Acershire? Can we call it the Ac? Let's go down to the Ac, or let's go to the Sure. But no, it, it's just, but Acershire is a dumb name, and it's got no good names in it. <laughs> yeah, it's- Peacock needs to buy the rights to Acershire Stadium. And it can become Peacock Stadium, and then we'll. And we'll just say, let's go down to the.
0: <laughs> if you could only see, like, where did where on earth did this conversation go? So you said peacock. I yes. I, I, <laughs> I a juvenile, a juvenile you are, child at heart always. Like, always, I've, i I've not just-
1: grown up since I was eleven.
0: You know i should be sitting here doing the
1: hey, 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 hey brian hey, that's pretty cool right. <laughs> you yeah. just said butthead
0: are yeah, yeah, awesome yeah. he just said peacock <laughs> he just said peacock oh man all right that'll do it for us folks happy holidays merry christmas wherever you may be watching or listening from and don't forget to like comment and subscribe we tried to get some content your way these become difficult it's almost like you know you're just waiting uh it's that beloved pet that you just see like an agonizing pain, and it's getting towards the end of probably their, you know, it's their their best days are behind them. That's the way this season feels.
1: And you, well, you know, we could you and I could take some its, solace in signing day for the Ohio State that the Ohio State University had a nice had a nice recruiting class come in.
0: I mean, they but really would pick, should.
1: It would, be, would disappointing some if in that.
0: It'd be disappointing if they didn't. You know what I mean? I mean, you well, got- I don't know. At
1: this point, I feel like you know you lose to Michigan twice. You're no longer going to be in the playoff hunt this year. I, I I don't know. You know, or not even twice, three times. Like it's just I don't. I block out those losses to to the place up north. And I even said the name, and now I want to vomit. Um. So <laughs> you know, I, I it wouldn't surprise me. And they have had some guys jump off, right? Not forget the transfer portal. That thing's weird and strange, but. They've had some some decommits, as they say. Uh, so, you know, I know. I know that has nothing to do uh, this two the two percenters are not all stu- are not all Ohio State fans. So they're probably now they're like, yeah, you turned your shirt on and I um, it's too guy. high. I, I could wear my shirt, but it doesn't really fit anymore because I'm much smaller than I was when we got those shirts.
0: Yeah, it might be a reason for us to do one more show. If you're looking for any festive holiday gear, I don't know. It's getting about that last second. But Foco dot com focousa.com I think is their full website but uh they produced these this one's an older version I think they have newer ones and then there's some other swag that uh we may be showing you in an upcoming episode so shout out to those guys over there they always treat us well I will always uh I will sport this I'll be wearing this tailgating on Saturday and yes I will be tailgating I, I do plan on it I will um,
1: not wear that on Saturday <laughs> I will I won't not
0: wear it to the gate I'll wear it tailgating I'm not going to wear it in the game because I'm probably going, who knows what I'm going to need to be prepared for. I may need a rain poncho for all we know. This weather is just so bipolar. And that's the no last flags. thing. That's the last thing we need is like, you know, like a multiple personality disorder. And it rains like a day or two before Christmas for this game. Uh, slick conditions, like throw all bets off. If you have uh slick conditions out there, wind, Sometimes even cold, but at all depends. I mean, we're not talking about like Green Bay or Buffalo type conditions either, usually uh, down yeah. in Pittsburgh, but it will beat last year's game on Christmas Eve. Nine degrees of kickoff for the immaculate reception 50th anniversary, which was a very uh, somber moment. I believe, are we not a full year to the date? Maybe I'm off a day, but I believe it was to on the 21st last year that we lost the great Franco Harris. So uh, always in our memories here as well. I've got him uh, sitting back here, good old Franco. So Brian, thanks for joining me, my friend. You uh, geared up and ready for Christmas? Got everything squared away? Because I'm just ready to coast right on through the holidays right now and try and get a little R and R.
1: I was I was informed by my wife that I have spoiled my daughter. Um. So <laughs>
0: wait, just it, now. Know. Like that has it, how she's significantly older than my 10 year old who is already yeah, she's spoiled. Twenty-three. <laughs> so you, she's just
1: notifying you now of this. Well, this year. Oh, oh, okay. Just I've this spoiled year. spoiled her this year. Um, and you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. It's different. It's different because I look at the pile of gifts, right? You know, when you were, when you're little, right? The pile of gifts is huge because the toys are huge. Right when you're a little kid, the toys have to be really big. Why? Because you're dumb and you'll eat them. You put them in your mouth and swallow them. So they have to be huge so you can't swallow the toys. If you get older, everything gets smaller. Yeah. And now your pile is smaller, but the cost becomes expense Except, ex- you know, way more. The cost I, becomes ex, you know, exponentially higher. So now I got this little teeny pile that's like 43 things. The cost is more than, it, you know any four Christmases when she was a kid combined. It's ridiculous.
0: That's funny, man. So, um, yep. I just said, uh, I cannot repeat what was texted to me by my cousin right now, but he's, we're down four effing safeties. Who's the, well, f- oh, I guess Thompson is the fourth, I guess. Yep. So if he doesn't end up playing he goes, well, Patrick Peterson's better anyways. How do we know that? We don't, is he been playing safety? Yeah, but he's been, he's been a tremendous big slot. And if they could just kind of move them around um they, really what they need to do is screw with Jake Browning's head. Jake Browning has been starting for about a month and there are disguises and things that he may not have seen. And by all means, like here's something I hadn't talked about. That's actually relevant to football. Does it feel like the Steelers ever send a blitz? Like they're almost always just like four men at the most. You know what I mean? Like just the guys that are usually up front, It might move an inside linebacker and drop TJ or Alex into, you know, into coverage instead. We but throw still... a
1: Landon Roberts in there some, right? And I think, uh, yeah. Shandon Sullivan did a, you know, may have a sack. You don't really.
0: Um, yeah. But no safety or DB type blitzes
1: or we can't be. The I problem know, we have right now is we cannot, we can't survive. Without those guys, we can barely survive. With those guys staying, yeah. Back.
0: But is Jake Browning? Yeah. But if you let's say you send Levi Wallace is already a weak link. That'd be my last thought. What the hell does it hurt? Just just let him go after the quarterback. Throw his hands up in the air. Is Jake Browning gonna catch that like right away? Like to to recognize this? This guy is not Joe Montana, Dan Marino. You know any of these greats that are out there? It's Jake Browning. Put some pressure on the freaking guy and make him like give him something he's not used to seeing. You know, that's, that would be nice. Yeah, that's where I'm at. So, all right, folks, that'll do it for us. Uh Thanks for, thank you for your patience. I know we're jumping around all over. Like I said, these games tend to be, we don't know. You know what I mean? And whenever we think we do know, then, you know, once you know, once you think you know the answers, they're changing the questions. Good old Roddy Roddy Piper there. Um. Over under on this game, Brian, 38.5. So there's a little more hope that probably they're thinking the Bengals are going to score. Steelers are plus 2.5. So.
1: 38.5 says the Bengals score 29, 20, 28 points, four touchdowns. Bengals score 28, Steelers score 10. <laughs> rough,
0: rough, rough. We'll have more to talk about in the near future here post game to be determined maybe middle of next week sometime even if it's late or maybe a combo show everyone enjoy let's be honest
1: for your holidays for a second let's be honest about Mm -hmm. the post game right if we come out of this game feeling the same way we felt after the colts and after the patriots and after whoever that other loser team is that we lost (laughs) The Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. If we come into – if we – Sunday – I'll be lucky I don't drive off the Pennsylvania Turnpike if we, if I'm driving home that night having to deal with this. But anyway, let's say Saturday, Sunday rolls around and it's the same result and it is as bad and ugly as it's been the last three games. You know what we're going to come on here and say post-game? We're just going to come on here and go, same shit. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> it's it's gonna be the Christmas vacation, like you know, um, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, It'll Happy be Hanukkah, no, like just the vacation kiss, scene kiss, where they're at the Grand Canyon. This kiss, is it. Kiss it's my gonna ass. be like kiss his ass, kiss your ass. It sucks. <laughs> we're out. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us, folks. Happy holidays to you and yours. My name's Joe. His name's Brian. Hey, be safe out there. Till next time, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good because he's always watching, answer that in. And we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.